Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year everyone. everyone. Welcome to The Organic Advocate. I'm your host, Taya O'Carroll, the founder, CEO, and farmer behind Yield Organic. If you have been following us, you know that we get real about the challenges and solutions to organic agriculture. Today I'm in studio with Rodrigo Zarita with eWeb Strategy. Hi, Taya. Happy New Year, Rodrigo. I can only imagine that New Year, New You. It's off to a great start. So how are things going for you? Uh, it's a little startling, but I just celebrated my oldest daughter turning 16. Events like that truly put it into perspective how fast time goes by. Well, congratulations to you, Rodrigo. You. you, your wife, and your daughter. You're incredibly blessed. And yes, I can whew, I can only imagine how kids <laughs> are a natural marker to showing how the days fly by. <laughs> time does fly by. 2018 is already here. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be here on another episode of The Organic Advocate, this time talking about rising healthcare costs and how organic agriculture can save your farm. I see if you have arrived someday in the studio with a stack of papers. Something on your mind? <laughs> yeah, you're funny. Uh, yes, it, it's actually that time of year to reflect upon the past and look forward to the upcoming year and the unfortunate thing is the countdown to tax time, which mm -hmm. is, I don't know, I, not being a CPA, it's actually not a fun time of year for me. So um, <laughs> the stack of papers kind of talks about our conversation that I was having at home and I've been going through with my husband and I, we received notification that our insurance bill is increasing again in 2018. Mm. And I know I joked earlier that time goes by quickly as you watch your kids grow up, but I swear... <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like paying your health insurance and now it's time to do it again. <laughs> I know. And as I, I kind of laugh about this, but I'm relating, I think, a little bit too much about one of our neighbors who's in her 80s and she laughs and tells me that she feels like she receives her Sunday newspaper every other day. <laughs> that time is going by that quickly for her. Did you guys receive a healthcare notification too? I did. We just went through open enrollment. And that allowed us to make you know, some changes to our current insurance plan. Looking through our insurance options, I did notice that our costs were going up again as well. How about you listeners? Has your insurance gone up? Let us know. We'd love to hear about what's going on with you as it pertains to insurance. Well, you know, I was a little frustrated as our insurance bill increased. So thinking I was kind of crazy, but it felt like it just happened last year. I started digging through our paperwork to see how much the cost actually went up. Is the price increase really that much for you guys? I know. I, I thought, like I said, I was going a little bit crazy thinking, geez, this is happening again. Well, as I dug back through the stack of papers that I so joyfully brought with me today, <laughs> <laughs> I actually found, and I'm just going to round these numbers. Um, so 2015, we were looking at over a 34% increase. 2016, over 11% increase. 2017, over 20%. And now this year again, another almost 11%. Yikes. I know. The point is, it's not just this year that the price went up that bothers me. It's looking at these numbers that how fast they've increased. It it triggered the question in me and made me wonder if I'm ever going to be able to retire. <laughs> I know. We had uh, supper with some of our neighbors in December, and I, I swear, I did not bring it up, um, but they were asking the same exact question. I guess it's that time of year for bills for everyone. You know, everybody's wondering if they're going to be able to retire. Maybe I'm just to that age and we're thinking about it and the bills continue to increase. Our income is relatively flat. But it does make you start to wonder and think about, you know, how is retirement going to happen? I get it. It is pretty stressful. <clears throat> I mean, you should add kids to that <laughs> mix of expenses. 
I can only imagine adding kids to the mix. And as gloomy as this might sound, we don't mean to start everybody's new year off on a gloomy situation. There is some light in this. And as we continue to transition acres to organic on our farm, it's easing some of the burden and leaves me with a sense of confidence that I'll be able to pass our family farm on to the next generation. How is that, Taya? You know how sometimes when you have a conversation and it just has a way of sticking with you because that moment literally left an impression upon you? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what happened with my husband. And him and I sat down and we started to talk about, you know, what are we going to do about retirement and how we could afford it? Because we're both adamant that we're not going to sell the land as a means to pay for us in our retirement. I always hear you saying how land is your number one asset. But I thought you were talking about taking care of it because uh, it is truly irreplaceable. Yes, and because land is irreplaceable, if you take care of it, the land will take care of you. And I think a good example of this is, do you happen to remember that story that I shared with you about the first 40 acres that we transitioned to organic? Briefly, I remember the image you drew more than anything. What I shared with Rodrigo is a story about the first 40 acres we transitioned and how my husband and I, when we were first married, we were talking about how important organic production is and how we have been able to help the land and in turn is yielding us a higher revenue. The image you drew was a rectangle and you said it represented a 160 acre tract that you sectioned off 40 acres to visually show me without going into the field, how 40 acres produced as much income as the remaining 120 acres did. Yes, yeah. You actually think it looks strong on paper, but as a farmer, something turns totally different for whatever reason when you go out and look at actually the land and visually see the difference. You also shared with me in the past that with the aging population turning to the next generation to farm and produce, most of the farmland in the United States is held by farmers or people once removed from the farm. Yeah, that's true. The average age of operators is presently 58.3. Yeah. And according to the State of Organic, the 2016 report, there are nearly six times as many operators 65 and older as 34 and younger. So older operators farm 32% of the U.S. agricultural land and own 73% of these acres. So if the cost of healthcare is increasing, retired farmers may need to start selling some of their farmland to be able to pay for these costs. In turn, they will not be able to pass on these farms onto the next generation, and that puts all of us at risk, potentially losing a generation of young, skilled people that would like to farm. Organic commodities on average are returning a profit of two to three times the price of a conventional crop for relatively the same work. I get it. You can make an equal amount of return on the smaller portion of the 40 acres and and the remaining 120 acres allows you to hedge against rising costs without selling the land. Exactly. Ab- exactly. You get it. And that's why we're starting to transition acres to organic production presents the retiree or a person who would like to retire someday with options on how to pay for the rising cost of living as well as be able to secure the land for the next generation. I know one of Yield Organic's intention is to help the family farmer stay on the farm. Yes, it is. Actually, we put together a brief ebook called Grow Organic, a Farmer's Guide, to look at the steps to getting started on organic agriculture and sharing some of the lessons that we've learned. Most people don't talk about their financials, yet you were so bold as to put your farm financials 
for field years 2014 and 2015, and you're working on updating the 2016 numbers. The reason I did it is I thought with concise information, the transition from conventional to non-GMO and organic production wouldn't be as daunting as some mm. may think. Makes sense. And you can find the Grow Organic, a farmer's guide ebook for free on the Yield Organic website at www.yieldorganic.com under the resources tab. Rodrigo, it's always such a pleasure to have you here and taking this opportunity to talk about how transitioning to organic production can help farmers keep their land to pass on to the next generation hedge against those rising costs. Thank you so much. It's always fun. And I'm glad we're raising Great. questions that are present on the farmer's mind. And not only that, but being part of the solution feels great. Keep doing what you're doing, Taya. Thanks, Rodrigo. I'd also like to thank everyone for tuning into The Organic Advocate. I hope you guys all have a prosperous 2018. This concludes our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to The Organic Advocate. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit the like button, leave us a review on iTunes, or subscribe. It's easy to follow us on iTunes now. Just look for The Organic Advocate under the podcast section. If you'd like to be a guest on The Organic Advocate or connect with us, please reach out to us on Facebook forward slash Yield Organic and on Twitter at Yield Organic. Next time, we'll be talking to you from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Services Conference in La Crosse, Wisconsin. If you aren't familiar with the organization, check them out at www.moses.org. Their mission is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. See you then.